Good morning. Welcome to our Sunday service. Glad to see everybody out this morning. Uh, in your uh, bulletin, to call your attention to a few uh, things. Uh, of course, uh, I didn't know the name of the baby when I put it in the bulletin, but we're, I know, uh, do I see uh, Frances back there with a big grin on her face? <laughs> Uh, I know you're proud, so we're, we're all proud of it too, so uh, do congratulate Caitlin and Richard. Uh, this Wednesday night, as I said, I hated to postpone our Ash Wednesday service. Last year we got snowed out. Uh, this year we got postponed due to the severe weather threat. Uh, it's hard telling what may do this Wednesday, but we are going to try to have it because it is in the Methodism, it is an important service, and I want the younger people to sort of get acquainted with it and know the background and just what it means and uh, to go through uh, an Ash Wednesday service. So, uh, and we're still counting on Logan and uh, Victoria to uh, be there to be our acolytes. So, uh, <coughs> we ask as many who can to uh, come out and support. Uh, <coughs> Uh, especially our youth, they participate in this uh, service and uh, learn about it. Uh, also, another thing on the bottom of the announcements, we've talked about visitation time and time again and never really done nothing about it. So I decided it's time to either do something or just forget it. So I put a paper on the back table back there uh, to uh, have you to sign up if there's anyone you think of or know of that we need to uh, visit and invite them to come to church, and if you'll put their names on that paper, then we will follow up and visit them and see if we can get some uh, more interest uh, in the community and uh, certainly the activities that the young people have at the beginning to start shall stir up some interest and uh, remind people that we are here for them and to serve them, and certainly we need to back the young people and everything that they're doing. So uh, I guess, uh, oh, don't forget, next week the time changes, so uh, don't get caught in a, forgetting to set your clocks. And then, of course, on the 18th, we've got the uh, Masonic Hall uh, Ham Supper starting at 4 o'clock, so uh, remember it. And uh, I guess that's all that the... I need to call your attention to. Uh, and as we go to the Lord of Prayer this morning, uh, who do we need to remember? I went by yesterday to uh, see how Helen is doing, and uh, she's still uh, not able to get up and run around the uh, neighborhood like she would like to. I told her I figured that her and Joyce would be out running around through Walmart. That's where I always see them together, is it? Uh, see, like Walmart. And uh, anyway, she was still in bed yesterday and uh, doing, uh, I guess, as good as we expected. But anyway, do remember uh, Helen as she uh, continues her uh, recuperation and uh, going through the process of getting her knee back to normal. Uh, others who need to, uh, good to see Linda, good to have you back with us. Uh, today we missed you, and we're missing Brenda. Anybody know anything up? Anything up? Dated on her? She's sick or just? She's not feeling good. Okay, so let's remember Brenda. Others? Remember Paul Davis's family. His mother passed You say Paul? Paul Davis family? Okay. A death here, so remember. Remember mom and then my family. Remember Hunty's first therapy. And Dwight Williams, he had to have surgery again Friday. He's one of those cancer and he's not doing well. Okay, and remember. Amanda Chapel, John's family, she passed away this weekend. Okay, remember all these requests that the Carla has. And uh, certainly uh, be with Hunt as he goes through his therapy. And, uh, I know he's wanting to get that behind him and uh, get it over with. Good to have Eddie with us again this morning. The play the piano for us. Uh, before I open my mouth, Carl, is he sick? He's not feeling good. Well, I know the last time 
I said something, he'd moved, he'd changed the seat, so I wanted to make sure that I didn't overlook him. But remember Carl, as he uh, recovered from his bout with uh, his illness. Others would need to uh, lift up. Charles, uh, Leanne has a friend that's got lymphoma. I can't pronounce it. She's got two children under five. So we need someone to We need to keep her in our heart. Nikki uh, Hilton. We need to Hilton. Oh, okay. You <laughs> didn't hear that. She's not told her family yet. So. You didn't hear that. <laughs> anyway. I'm good at opening my mouth and putting my foot in it. So. Anyone else? Any unspoken? Let's go, Lord. Father, we come to you today as we gather in your house. Our hearts are full of gladness and thankfulness for everything you have done for each one of us. We know, Father, that you love us and you care for us. That you took us under your wings and have led and guided us the way that you would have us to live our life. And Father, we're just thankful that you're there for us. Whenever we have to call upon you for strength to just make it through whatever our problem and situation may be because we know you're there for us. We know that you hear and that you answer each and every prayer that comes up to you. So Father, we're just thankful that you're there for us today as we lift up the names of these loved ones and just you know the name and you know the need that is opposite of each name and we're just thankful, Father, that we can come to you in these times. Continue to bless this church and this congregation. We're thankful for the young people and the activity and the interest and uh, the works that they're beginning to do within the church. And Father, just continue to bless them. Be with the adults who are leading them and uh, helping them in their endeavors and the things that they're willing and wanting to do within the church and the community. We're proud of them, and we thank them, Father, for everything that they do. And may they continue to grow each day closer to you as they learn more and do more to help their fellow citizens. Father, go through this service remaining today and just give us an open heart and open ears to hear your message to us. Be with this church as we resume next week after the time change, our Sunday night services and our Bible study. Continue to be with the young as they meet on their nights and just help them, Father, to grow stronger each day. All these things, Father, we ask today in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If our ushers will at this time come forward, we'll receive our tithes and offerings. Father, once again, as we receive this offering today in the name of your son, Jesus, we're thankful for what he has done for us. Now, Father, it's our time to Show some concern and interest in those who are down on their luck at this time. And we're just thankful that we're able to help them through this offering that we are giving today in your son's name. May whoever receives the blessing know that you and your son loves and cares for them. Also, this congregation here at Persia has that same desire to help and that same concern for them. So, Father, we give this offering today gladly because we're thankful for what you have done for us. Now, may we do something for someone today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
praise God from whom blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Today, being the day that we take communion and celebrate the Lord's Supper, I want to read to you from the fifth chapter of Romans, starting with verse 12 and going through uh, 19. Romans 5, verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Who is the figure of him that was to come? But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift for the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. The word of God for the people of God. And may God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Today, as we say, this is the day that we gather to celebrate the Lord's table. Uh, of course, we do it uh, as uh, the first Sunday of each month. Uh, and as Sammy Kay mentioned earlier in this Sunday school lesson, some say it can be maybe every Sunday to do it. And even to go further than that, some even said, well, you ought to do it every day. Maybe in the morning when you sit down at the breakfast table, just you and your spouse or family, just for a simple moment, do, uh, do your own communion. Uh, thank you. Remember... Remember just what it is that God has done for you through his son. So anyway, whether you do it every day, once a month, once a year, or how often you may do it, it is a time in which we recognize or we give thanks as we remember everything that God has done for each one of us through his son, Jesus Christ. So, uh, it's through this communion, or this Lord's table, that we are reminded of just what uh, the elements mean to us, or what it is that the elements represent. Now, we know that the elements, as they are before us today, represented to us, or represent to us, the free gift of salvation. So to us, it was something that was given freely. But as I told them at Pleasant Hill, we could say that it wasn't free to Jesus because it cost him his life. So he paid the price for us, for our freedom from sin and 
our gift of salvation, he paid the extreme price. But that's why he came. I told, and I, somebody may know the song I'm thinking about, uh, a hymn that's out that says, he was born to die. Well, we were all born and we're all going to die. But Jesus Christ was specifically born with that purpose, that he was to die for us. He knew as he walked throughout the land in his years here on earth, he knew his purpose, and that was to die for us. And he knew as he gathered that night with his disciples that the time had come for that fulfillment to come to be. Remember, many, many times as we study through the Bible here where his detractors tried to uh, catch him and uh, kill him or whatever they could do to him, but it was always said his time hadn't come. But yet tonight, as he gathered with his disciples, he knew the time had come. He knew just as he had been predicting all through his ministry that there was coming a day that he would no longer be with them, that he would be taken, he would be crucified, but he would come back. So he, he knew this was the night as he gathered his disciples. So, it's a freedom from our sin. And so I titled the sermon, The Evolution of Sin. Meaning, where did sin come from? How did it enter into the picture? God created what was supposed to be the perfect utopia creation. Everything that mankind needed, God provided for them, as he still does today. So where did sin come from? How, how was sin able to find its way into our life? The very first verse that we read there in chapter 5 said, it came from one man. One man, Adam. Of course, I like to say, Adam gets blamed for it. But Eve was also in you know, too. Jesus once sort of talked him into taking that faithful bite. So it wasn't just Adam, it was Adam and Eve, but it doesn't matter. The fact is that disobedience to God took place when they took that first bite of the forbidden fruit. So that's where, as the scripture says, Sin came into the world by one man, Adam, by the actions that he did. And we know that it says he brought death. Death and condemnation came to mankind. And every person that was ever born or will ever be born from that time is born under the condemnation of being a sinner. Nothing, nothing that you had anything to do with. Wasn't your fault. It all goes back to the disobedience to God that fateful day there in the Garden of Eden. And sin and death came into being a reality. So, it also said in the scripture that from Adam until Moses, there wasn't any law. It said they were sinning, but they didn't know it. Why didn't they know it? There wasn't anything written down in black and white that says, Thou shalt not do this, and thou shalt not do that, and thou needs to do this. They were sinning every day, but yet they didn't know they were sinning because no one told them that they weren't supposed to do what they were doing. I use the example of Pleasant Hill. If you go out here in your automobile, 
and the speed limit's 55, but you don't know if there has never been any law written that says the speed limit is 55, if you go 100 miles an hour, you don't know that you're doing something wrong because you don't know the speed limit's 55 because it's not written down. You don't know it. So just as the people back from the day Adam sinned to the day that Moses came along, came along and wrote and what we refer to as the law of Moses or the book of Moses, uh, the first five uh, books in the Bible, did people know the things that they weren't supposed to do? So if you don't know what you're not supposed to do, you can't be held accountable for it, just like those people in that time span. They didn't know what the law was supposed to be or the commandments and statutes that God would later on give. Just like we talked about uh, before the law, then Moses comes along and he writes down the do's and don'ts. Well, we, we studied in Bible study last week at Pleasant Hill Remember the man at the uh, Bethesda's well that had been for 38 years, been trying to get healed, and uh, every time when the angel would go down and stir the water, and the first person into the water would be healed of whatever their trouble was. But he'd been there, and due to his infirmity, he was unable to get up and get into the water once the angel stirred the water because someone had beat him in. Well, Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? And he said, take up your bed and walk. Well, one thing wrong with that, it was on a Sabbath. You don't, apparently you don't carry your bed on a Sabbath because they immediately jumped on this man and said, don't you know this is the Sabbath? Why are you carrying your bed? We talked about, I don't know, maybe a, a year ago in Bible study, uh, when, do you remember when Jesus and his disciples was walking along on a Sabbath? They, they were hungry and they took the corn off of the stalks just to get something to eat. That was on a Sabbath. And they were criticized for that because that was considered to be worse. They were considered just because they were hungry and they took one ear of corn off of the stalk to eat, they were considered to be harvesting or reaping and therefore they were working. They were breaking the Sabbath. I believe, if I remember right, there was 39 things that they couldn't do on the Sabbath. And you know, back then, they had all of these rituals and all of these uh, cleansings and processes they had to go through at the temple and everything. 39 things. Can you, can you imagine what it would be like if you today had to know 39 things you couldn't do on a certain day? Well, that's what they were under. But we now find out it says death come by one man. It also goes on to say that justification was also brought by one man. That one man being Jesus Christ. And when he went to the cross then all of the old ways, all of the old rituals was done away with. Remember, we always say, I give you a new covenant. We're living under the covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ. The commandments and the statutes. That for the past two or three weeks, we've talked about that we're told that we're to uh, keep and to live by the commandments and the statutes of Jesus Christ in choosing good from evil. Choosing how we're going to teach our young kids. How we're going to raise up our young kids. So we're now living under that new covenant. 
And we don't have to worry about having a list of things that we have to maybe carry around in our pocket and check off each day that we do or don't do. Yes, we have to be concerned about breaking the Ten Commandments, the Golden Rule, the statutes that God has left with us, but they're not as forbidden as the things that these people were living under. So, death came into this being by one man, being Adam. Salvation came into being by one man, God's Son, Jesus Christ. And that's all that we need to know today. As we come to the sacraments, these sacraments give to each one of us eternal life, freely given by God's Son, Jesus Christ, on that cross. And every sin that we've ever committed, everything that we have maybe ever done that goes against the will of God was washed away, wiped clean when Christ went to the cross for each one of us. And that's what we're doing today. We're coming to remember and to give thanks and praise for what he has done for us. Oh, he's done so, so much. But the one thing that he has done that stands out and will forever be for us is he died for each one of us to take away the sins of our past life and to bring to us that hope. And so today, as we come to the table, we're in the midst of the 40 days of Lent. Started last Wednesday night, Ash Wednesday. And during Lent, it's a time of, and we'll get into this more in detail Wednesday night, but it's a period, it goes back to the early church, of self-examination, self-denial, uh, giving up, What are you willing to give up? Essence, you're making a vow or a commitment to God that you're willing to give up something that's important to you. And that's what Lent is all about. It's that time period. Also, it covers uh, studying the Word and meditating on the Word for 40 days. Of course, we probably all do that anyway in our normal daily routine. But during Lent, it puts special emphasis on this fact. These are the things that we are to concentrate on and to dedicate ourselves on uh, in our daily living. And so today, as we come to the table, as we remember all the things that God has done for us, and thankfulness, appreciation, and even knowing that all that he has done for us already, he's still not through with us yet. He still has a lot more in store for us. And we have a lot more yet to give. So, as you come to the table today, remember, this is the thankfulness that what God has done for you and what he will continue to do for us. Now as Jesus met with his disciples that day in the upper room, he told them, this is my body. 
which was broken for you. And as often as you eat of this body, of this bread, all I ask of you is that you remember what I have done for you. Then when the meal was over, he took the cup again. He told his disciples, this is my blood which is poured out for you. As often as you drink of this cup, all I ask again is that you remember what I have done for you. So on that night, he took the bread, he took the wine, and as he blessed it, giving thanks, he invited his disciples to come and partake of the bread and wine. And so today, that same call goes out to you to come, take the bread and the wine. These elements are just as effective today as they were 2,000 years ago. And if this earth stands 2,000 more years, they will be just as effective then as they are now. There's, they are the life-giving sacraments of Jesus Christ through his death on the cross. So we invite you to come. Love of Jesus Christ shed for you. The blood 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 of Jesus Christ shed for you. The body of Christ broke for you. The blood of Jesus Christ shed for you.
Lord, your Son, Jesus Christ, and everything He has done for each one of us. Now may we continue to honor and praise Him as we continue to live for Him and to do His will. Father, we lift up again today the names of our loved ones who are suffering illnesses and just problems in their life that makes things difficult for them. You know the names and you know the need of this opposite each name. We know also that you hear and answer each one of these prayer requests. Bless this church. Bless this congregation in heaven. Lead us into this new year. Be with us, Father, in the activities that we have planned. Continue to bless the young in this church who are taking activities and doing things to reach out to the community and the people that will be affected. Just bless them. Bless the ones who are working with them and leading and guiding them. Be with us this Wednesday night, Father, as we have a belated Ash Wednesday service as we continue into the 40 days of Lent leading up to Easter Sunday. All these things, Father, we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope